Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mesechthus Rosh Hashanah, Parak Beis, Mishnah Tes, and then we're going to move on to the Parak Gimel, Mishnah Aleph. In the previous Mishnah, we discussed Emachlokus, Rabbi Gamliel, and Rabbi Yeshua, but it was more like a feud, if you will. It wasn't that he said this and he said that, rather Rabbi Gamliel ruled, we're going to accept witnesses, and Yeshua said, no, we're not going to accept witnesses. This is actually a long-going feud that began already in Mesechthus Brachos, where and it's going to play out here as well, where Rabbi Gamliel consistently seemed to overrule Rabbi Yeshua. He made him stand, one time he made him stand and tell him to sit down, and eventually, what happened, what culminated, excuse me, in Brachos, where the sages get upset at the way Rabbi Gamliel is treating Rabbi Yeshua, and they say to Rabbi Gamliel, you're no, you're no longer able to be the Nasi and able to be the, the ruler because of the way you're treating Rabbi Yeshua. Now, it wasn't that Rabbi Gamliel was a bad person or evil person. He was a tzaddik or a righteous person. He just was a more severe and stricter personality. I just want to make one note. So this Rabbi Gamliel, who consistently overrules Rabbi Yeshua, and we'll see in this mission here, he actually makes Rabbi Yeshua. On his, the day that Rabbi Yeshua calculated to be Yom Kippur, he says to him, nope, your calculation is off, we're going to follow my calculation, I want you to basically violate what you think is Yom Kippur, so that you can show obedience to me. This Rabbi Gamliel, who then made Rabbi Yeshua stand, and wouldn't let him sit down with him, Machlokas, by the time of Marev, even though he was deposed, although they ended up coming with some sort of agreement, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, then took over the leadership of the Nasi. Yeshua didn't, because that would be a real shtach, a real, a real, real chutzpah to Rabbi Gamliel if you took this young guy who he always argued with, and you said, now you're the leader instead. So we're careful about his covet. But I want to make one note about Rabbi Gamliel, this, this severe personality, this person, he's a very, he's a very strict person, that's as follows. The, uh, the Medrash and Eicha describes uh, the Pasuk that says as follows. Bochi tich Bitterly she weaves in the night, her cheeks wet with tears. There is none to comfort her. Says the Medrash as follows, that Rabbi Gamliel shared a wall, as in he lived in, a, in a, some sort of building, and he, they had, he had a shared wall with the room, and the, and the woman who had the apartment next to him, she lost her child, and she would stay up at night weeping and wailing for a child, and the Medrash describes how Rabbi Gamliel as well, when he would hear this, he'd begin to cry as well. So he may have been a strict person, a severe person, but he was a person of great sensitivity, of, of great righteousness, who would spend his evenings weeping over the loss of a child he never knew. Shalach Rabbi Gamliel. So now with that introduction, let's go on. Mishnah Tess. On this fateful year, where Rabbi Gamliel was willing to accept witnesses, and Rabbi Yeshua says, no, we're not going to accept the witnesses. Rabbi Yeshua is like, it can't be that you have witnesses who say they saw the moon and then didn't see the moon. The same way you can't be someone's pregnant, someone has a baby and then they're pregnant the next day. doesn't make sense with that baby. The Shalach Rabbi Gamliel says, Garzani because I declare you must come to me with your walking stick, with your money, on the day that you think is Yom Kippur, according to your reckoning, according to your counting. So we can literally say, treat it like an ordinary day, come before me, thus showing publicly your act of submission to the court's authority and my authority. Rekiva went out and he found Yeshua greatly troubled that he had to desecrate what he thought was Yom Kippur. Armor Lord Rekiva said, don't worry, the great Rekiva. I can tell you whatever Rekiva says is okay. Shnemar, because the Pasuk says, Eli Moadei Hashem Kodesh. We saw previously, these are the festivals of Hashem, holy days, Ashatikru Osam, that you shall declare. Bain Bizmanen Bain Shalom Bizmanen Ainli Modas Elul Elu. Says God, whether it's the correct time according to the count of heavens or it's not, when you declare it, that's when the festivals are. We're given the great power. 
The Jewish people give the great power to determine when the festivals fall out. Thus said Rabbi Akiva to Rabbi to Rabbi, Elia, to, Rabbi Akiva to Rabbi Yeshua, have no fear, because once you make them little determined, the best determined this is the day, even if you you were technically correct, well now the Shemayim will recalibrate until the counting of the Bezdin of Rabbi Gamliel. So, Bolaitz, Rabbi Yosef ben Harkonis, Yeshua goes to Rav Doris ben Harkonis, uh, the man of the previous mission, Amr Allah, Rav said to him, If we're going to challenge the quarterback Gamliel, So, clearly, Yeshua is still upset. So, he goes to Rav Doris ben Harkonis, the one who had the brilliant idea, the brilliant proof before, and said, the same way you can't accept testimony that a woman had a baby. And next to say, now she's pregnant again, the baby doesn't go, don't go back inside her. So, you're like, you're wrong, you can't see the moon's there or not there. So, clearly, Yeshua is going to Rav Doris ben Harkonis, he's like, what do I do now? You had a good proof. So uh, back me up here and tell Rabbi no, I'm not calling out the own kipper. And what does he say to him? No. If you're going to challenge the authority of the court of Rabbi Gamliel, you're going to end up challenging all the courts until the days of Moshe. Because it states, Moshe and Aaron, and the 70 elders of Israel went up. Why the names of the 70 elders not mentioned? Why did we not mention the days of the mention names of all the other elders to tell us that once you have three people, Moshe and Aaron, another, another, once you have three people, it's like the court of Moshe that has the authority, the binding authority of the court of Moshe, and what they say goes, and that's what the and that's what the holidays in heavens will recalibrate. So what does Rabbi Shua do? He goes, "You're right." And based on Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Rabbi Yadosa here. He goes and listens, takes his staff, and takes his money belt, and his Yom Kippur, he goes out. The day that he calibrated, he, that he reckoned was Yom, was Yom Kippur, he takes his mark and takes his money and goes to Yavna. He stands up, he kisses him on his head. Come in peace, my teacher and my student. Rabbi Bechachma, you're my teacher when it matters of wisdom, the Talmud should keep you're my student because you accepted my words. It's a great act of humility that he stands up there, and although he was embarrassed, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua kisses him and says, You're my Rabbi, and you're my Talmud. Mishnah Aleph of Paragimel. Rabbi Bezdin, Chol Yisrael. If Bezdin and all the Jews see the moon together, Nechgu Edim, Flow of Sikulam, Rabbi Kudash, and they start. Questioning the Adam, and they don't have time to say Mekudosh Atshachashecha until it hits nightfall. Harizim Uber. So then we they, they make the month a full month, and they don't they don't get it, they don't declare Rosh Chodesh from when they when the Adam came, rather from when it is now. So even though they knew that Rosh Chodesh was really this year on the 29th, because um, they didn't have time to, to do all the drishas Akira and establish it, we pushed it off to the 30th. Row based in Levada. What if only Bezdin are sitting around? They're the ones stargazing to see the moon. What should they do? What's the protocol? Yam Yushnaim two peel apart from the rest of the Bezdin. They say we saw the moon. They go they, they say, Oh you did? Therefore they say we could sanctify the moon. What if three people see and they're on the Bezdin? Yam Yushnaim said two will peel off from one of them. And they bring two other members of the rabbinical court to sit next to this one guy who's left. Excuse me, you do the and they testify. Because we don't Trust a single judge. Uh, we don't rely on a single judge to say something is Makudish by himself, to, to, to determine the moon by himself. I wish you all a wonderful day.